Hi, I'm Danielle Gibson, and you're listening to The Confrontationalist. This podcast is for anyone who has ever said you're bad or scared of confrontation. And from my experience, this includes almost all of you. So I'm glad you're here. By listening to the show, you'll find yourself feeling much more comfortable saying what you mean so you can get what you want. Let's get started. I was recently listening to an audiobook, and in one of the chapters talking about difficult situations and conversations, the author said, quote, the worst thing you can say is nothing at all, which in the moment I thought was a really great line, and I completely agreed. But then later on, when I was thinking about it, I found that I mostly agreed, and there were some instances when it may not be the best thing to do. So I want to talk about when it's best to speak up and when it's may not be a good idea to speak up. And I'm going to give you some tips and examples while I'm going through it. So let's start when saying nothing can be the better choice. First, it's when you lack knowledge or information. It's often better to stay silent when you don't have enough information or expertise on a topic. Speaking without proper understanding can lead to misinformation or misunderstandings. Also, it's not a good idea when you're highly emotional. In emotionally charged situations, saying something impulsively can escalate conflicts or be hurtful. And when you're like this, it's important to take a moment to calm down and think before you speak. So it's a matter of responding, which is taking a moment, versus reacting, which is not taking a moment and just blurting out something. If you do react and what you said isn't what you meant, or you think it could have been hurtful, it's important to go back to that person to find out if you did hurt them. And if so, let them know that you were highly emotional, you had a knee-jerk reaction, and didn't mean to say what you said. And then at the end of that, you add, this is not an excuse, it's just an explanation. Sometimes listening is more important. And when that's the case, just listen. Don't interject with your own thoughts and opinions. But sometimes you don't know. Unless someone starts off with, I just need you to listen, you don't know what they want. So ask, did you want me to listen or are you looking for some feedback? Some people are private and they have the right to privacy. And so in some cases, it's better not to pry or ask about personal matters. It's better to respect their boundaries. Sometimes you're not sure if what you're going to say is inappropriate or offensive So if you're not sure, don't say it, period. If it's not important, it's not a thing. If it is important, figure out a different way to say it if there's any doubt. And then finally, engaging in gossip or spreading rumors, speculation and gossip can harm relationships and reputations. So it's better to abstain from sharing unverified or harmful information. I personally can't stand speculation. I think it's a complete waste of time. And when someone wants to have a what if kind of conversation, I just say, I just rather not go there since it would just be made up. It's not a real conversation. On the flip side, it's generally better to say something instead of nothing in some of the following situations. The first one is when you're collaborating. In group settings or at work on projects, open and effective communication is essential because sharing your thoughts, ideas, and concerns can contribute to better teamwork and problem solving. 
And then in personal relationships, it's important to express your feelings and needs and your emotions to maintain healthy and open communication. Now, this can be very hard for people. It feels scary and you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation, which is uncomfortable. If you have a hard time with this, I urge you to figure out a way to get more comfortable with it. A lack of communication in any relationship can lead to the breakdown of that relationship. So communication can be simple and many people overthink it. For example, if you feel hurt, you can just say, ouch, or I feel hurt. You don't need to offer the reasons right away. The other person will hopefully ask you and that'll make it easier for you to tell them why. If you felt bad in the past by something that was said to you, you can simply say, I felt this way when you said that thing to me. You don't say, you made me feel this way when you said that thing. If you say the latter, it sounds like a criticism and it can put people on the defense. Instead, you should take ownership of your feelings. They didn't make you feel a certain way. You had a reaction to something they said. Many clients have told me that when they want to talk to someone about something difficult, they don't know how to start the conversation. They tell me that they think there's something wrong with them, which there isn't, and they don't have the perfect way to do it, and there is no perfect way to do it. But I offer two suggestions for situations like this. The first one, when you don't know what you want to say, you can say, I want to talk to you about something, but I don't know how to start. So if you could bear with me while I get my point across, I'd greatly appreciate it. When you do this, you're being honest and vulnerable. And hopefully when you do this, the other person will be open to what you need to say. What you're doing in the situation is you're asking for that person's attention and you're giving yourself permission to not have the perfect words right off the bat. You're giving yourself permission to be imperfect. Another way you can start is to say, I need your help with something. Many people start conversations like this with, we need to talk, which is not a good idea. With, I need your help with something, ideally, they'll start listening and you can tell them what you want to say. The help you are actually asking for is for them to listen and consider what you're saying. If someone starts off a conversation with, we need to talk, and you're on the receiving end, you may freeze up. You may feel defensive or threatened or just uncomfortable. And when this happens, it could be hard to stay present in the moment. When something like this happens, it will be almost impossible to find the thing you really want to say. Or you may say nothing at all. Oftentimes, you may think of a response or a better response after the conversation ends. It could be right after or even the next day. And when that happens, you might think it's too late. I hear this all the time with clients. They'll describe this kind of a scenario and then say, I missed my opportunity, to which I say, there is no expiration date on talking about your feelings. You can just go back to them anytime, next day, next week, next month, whenever you are ready and whenever you want. Another suggestion is to say something like this. Remember when we were having that conversation about X thing? There was something said that threw me, so I couldn't access the thing I wanted to say in the moment, but I'd like to talk about it now. I'm concerned it might hurt our relationship if I don't get it out. 
it will hurt your relationship if you don't talk about things. You'll be bottling it up and it can lead to frustration and anger. Let's say someone hurts you and you hold back from telling them this and it happens over and over again. When this happens, you might grow resentful and eventually you could explode in some way or another. And that person may have no idea that anything is wrong. So not saying something isn't fair to them and it's not fair to yourself. An example of this is the cliche wife getting mad at her husband for not taking out the garbage. She's not mad about the garbage. She's mad about something much bigger that she's been holding in. Many people don't say something in the moment or shortly after because they're scared of creating conflict, but not confronting something and keeping it bottled up will make conflict more likely than saying something in the moment. Even if it's not perfect, speaking up will at least get a conversation going and the continuation of the conversation will hopefully give you time to say what you want to say. Some other times it's important to speak up include when you provide feedback. Constructive feedback can help individuals and organizations improve. Unless it's expected from you in your role at work, for example, I would suggest asking if someone wants your feedback before you give it. And sometimes people ask you for your feedback and then get upset with you if you don't say what they want you to say, which is insane. Um, it happened to me years ago. I was working for a record label and I oversaw the design and production of album packaging and we had about 20 art directors. So on occasion, I had to go into their office to find a status of, of a certain project or to see you know, where they were, anything like that. And on occasion, they would ask me what I thought about what they were working on. They'd look at their screen and they'd say, what do you think? And oftentimes I would just say, I think it's great because I did. And there was this one time when someone asked me what I thought and I said, I think the photo's great. I think the colors are great. The font is, is hard to read. And he got really upset with me. And in my mind, I wanted to say, the next time you ask me what I think, why don't you also tell me what you want to hear so you won't get mad at me? I didn't say that, but I wish I had. And going forward, I just stopped giving any sort of constructive criticism because I never knew if someone was going to explode, even though that's not my style. Then there's advocating for yourself. This can range from correcting someone when they say something wrong about you to setting a boundary. It's really important to learn how to advocate for yourself. If you don't do it, who will? Then there's seeking clarification. If you don't understand something or have questions, asking for clarification is the best way to gain a better understanding. Many people have a hard time asking questions, especially in group settings. This wasn't something I knew until I started coaching. And it's all over the place. So I understood when I started coaching why sometimes when I was in group settings and I asked questions, people would thank me afterwards. I was in this workshop once and whoever was talking wasn't being very clear. And at the end of what they said, they asked if anyone had any questions. So I said, I, I didn't quite understand what you just said at the end of whatever they were talking about. And so they repeated it verbatim. 
And I'm thinking, I didn't say I couldn't hear you. I said I didn't understand you. And then they asked, do you understand now? And I said, nope, I, I still don't get it. And they may have asked me a third time or gone through it a third time, or they didn't. I just remember they got really frustrated with me. And it didn't bother me because their job is to make sense of what they're talking about. And I didn't have a problem asking questions. And it was after that, that was one instance when people came up to me after and thanked me because they didn't understand either. And then finally, personal growth and development. Sharing your thoughts, ideas, and opinions with other people will lead to personal growth and it will expand your world. And it can also help build confidence and develop better, better communication. Ultimately, the decision to speak up or say something depends on the specific context, your goals, and the potential impact of your words. It's essential to consider the situation, your audience, and any consequences when deciding when it's better to speak up rather than stay silent. Now, something you may want to do is write out the last two or three times you didn't speak up and wish that you had. And then ask yourself, what stopped me? How did I feel in that moment? And how long did I think about it after? Did I obsess about it? Did I let it go? And then next time going forward, you'll be more aware of how you feel when you don't speak up. The more aware you are, the more likely it is that you'll speak up more or you'll figure out how to learn how to speak up more and not have so much fear around it. Okay, so thanks for listening today. I hope some of this resonated with you. I look forward to next time. Have a great week. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back soon with more insights to help you get closer to being an expert confrontationalist. If there are any topics you'd like me to talk about on the show, you can DM me through my Instagram at the underscore confrontationalist. You can message me through LinkedIn or contact me through my website, theconfrontationalist.com backslash contact. And finally, I'm sure you know at least five people who are terrified of being direct and having difficult conversations. So take a minute and think of who they are, go to your podcast app and share this episode with them today. See you next time.